Hello, and welcome to Building Sustainability Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Hart, aka Jeffrey the Natural Builder. Building sustainability consists of conversations with designers, builders, makers, dreamers, and doers, exploring the wide world of sustainability in the built environment by talking to wonderful people who are doing excellent things. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Building Sustainability. This is an episode that I have partnered with Earth Building UK and Ireland to bring you, and it focuses on trainees in earth building. Before we get into that, before we get into the episode, I just want to tell you very quickly about a giveaway that I have got going on at the minute. If you head to my Instagram, that's instagram.com forward slash Jeffrey the Natural Builder, uh, there is a giveaway for a hand carved wooden spoon by me and a turned on a foot powered lathe bowl by Jeff Hannes. So, yeah, get yourself a lovely wooden and eating set. I've said it before, but it will change your world. Also, uh, the people that have been supporting the podcast on the Patreon site, I have been busy carving up and finishing off some little spoons, and I'll be sending those out today. The final thing to note, which is tied to this episode, is that this weekend, Friday and Saturday, the 27th and 28th of November 2020, is the Earth Building UK and Ireland Conference Clayfest. And in this, there will be loads of great talks uh, about a range of different earth building techniques, styles from different places around the country, different places around the world. It also features a question and answer session with me, Jeffrey Hart. Uh, so I will be talking about this episode of the podcast. And it's a question and answer session, so you can get involved and we can discuss. You can buy tickets for Earth Buildings Conference at ebuki.co and then click on the Clayfest link. This is the first of a two-part episode and it features four conversations with different trainee earth builders who are all in various stages of their education. Um, I wanted to record this episode first of all as a kind of advice for people wanting to get into natural building get into earth building maybe straw because it's not necessarily a straightforward thing to do you can't really do a college course so this episode will sort of highlight some of the different routes that people have taken but the main reason I wanted to do this episode was for the training providers to see what's being offered from a trainee's perspective and what the gaps are um, I think we often hear about the training being provided by the trainers themselves and I don't think you're getting a, a full picture. I've tried to find stories and routes to highlight the possible options and I think what comes out of all of this is that there's a definite gap in the training available. At the end of the second part of this episode... I have given some analysis of what I've heard and the solution I think will make the training process better for future earth builders. So I should say that these are quite edited versions of the whole interviews. Um, to make them fit into the podcast format, uh, I had to take out quite a lot of the individual experiences they've had. Um, and so that may be interesting for people wanting to, to get into earth building. Um, I will pop the whole interviews very lightly edited uh, up on my Patreon site. Uh, you can listen there along with all the other bonus audio from the podcast. You can choose your own donation for that. And those will go up 
as soon as possible. This episode features conversations with Kit Jones and Anna Castilla Villa. I hope I've pronounced that right, Anna. I tried my best. Without further delay, enjoy the episode. suppose the ideal would be to get to a point where I could turn up on site and um, dig a bit of the ground up from underneath my feet and run a whole series of kind of rigorous tests on it that would tell me exactly what I've got uh, and then be able to figure out what could be built just using what is already there, what's already on site. Um, that's the sort of, that's the romance of, <laughs> the romance of, of earth building to me is rigorous testing. <laughs> um, uh, but, but also being able to, um, to use the material that is already there um, and to incorporate that into whatever I'm building and not to see that material or something that has to be dug out and discarded and just find something to do with it um but actually something that can shape what it is that i'm building and and do you see earth as like your main employment or do you see it as a sort of you know part of your your arsenal Hmm. part i'd see it as part of my arsenal um i uh i'd describe myself as a sort of craft builder who uh and i i guess timber framing or carpentry would work would be my my main uh skill set but um i also love to incorporate i've done quite a few straw bale buildings and um love to incorporate um earth and lime and other materials that sort of fit well with that um uh as 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 part of what i do yeah nice and so it sounds like you're focused uh on natural materials predominantly yes but also with a with you don't want to build concrete uh no i don't <laughs> i've never yet built a concrete skyscraper <laughs> um no so uh but um uh that doesn't mean I'm not ambitious. <laughs> uh, no, but so, so uh, mostly uh, natural materials, but also with perhaps a sort of pragmatic um, bent to it as well of like um, where different situations require uh, some more manufactured materials. And how did you get into it? Um, I When I graduated, I went to, to CAT center um and i worked there in a whole range of different roles um uh kind of communications and information and advice and um media work and um worked in the restaurant just did most of the jobs that they've got going there to be honest um and uh like it was a great opportunity working at cat because you can just do courses for free and it uh so i just did as many as i could particularly the building ones and i guess 
part of working at CAT also meant I was quite lucky in terms of having lots of um, contacts of people working in the natural building world already. Um, so was then able to sort of um, pick up uh, pick up work on interesting projects and um, yeah, doing doing interesting work. And then, what was your first like? What was your first training in Earth then? Well, the first training I did in Earth would have been at the, the Centre for Alternative Technology. So Roland Keeble um, regularly comes uh, to CAT and uh, he um, so he teaches rammed earth particularly but we'll sort of cover bits and pieces about earth in general um and one of the one of his things that is particularly memorable is that he does a um an earth building sort of hour and a half or like couple of hour long lecture but it's 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 billed as a lecture but actually it's more like a magic show it's like absolutely phenomenal you've probably seen it yourself um uh but um just showing demonstrating the kind of physical properties of earth um and of the different components of of earth um and uh yeah and it really is magical like just doing subtly different things uh to the earth and producing like really dramatic results and it and so um uh that that you know that was part of that experience of coming across earth and earth building at cat um and uh so yeah so cat was my was my first introduction to it sure yeah okay um so i guess uh well if i if i understand you correctly so you if uh, you so you did all your your sort of short courses uh while at cap which mm. would have been sort of paid for courses if you hadn't worked there or did you yeah. pay for them i don't know no um, just yeah <laughs> um and then you because of the contacts you made you then were able to get jobs working uh sort of actually on real live building sites and then you went and did princess foundation is that is that a rough sort of timeline yeah yeah that's right yeah so yeah yeah Yeah. okay how did you find crossing that gap from you know being paid for learning short courses into uh being paid um to to actually do the the thing you've just been learning about um to be honest i don't think uh in many ways i don't think i've done a lot of like being paid to do the thing that i've just learned on the course um i think the things that i learned on the courses at cat like have have come in handy but i essentially like started working um on natural builds as a laborer <laughs> um and like as a paid laborer but like as as someone who wasn't the expert but was there to sort of get yeah move things <laughs> like cut when someone said cut here cut there and you know just like doing 
doing a lot of like mixing of lime and and so when I was doing that I probably wasn't really drawing a great deal on stuff that I'd learned in short courses it was more like doing the courses had given me a taste for doing that kind of work but actually I think the the learning then came from working on site as a labourer and then being able to sort of do more interesting things and work more autonomously from like being on site and 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 figuring out what what needed to be done kind of thing yeah and and so if for people who are thinking of 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 getting into like natural building and don't know where to start like i would really recommend that as a route would be convince someone to pay you but not you know like probably not going to get paid that much but but get paid (laughs) something to do to do like a laborious job and 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 learn on the job from there because yeah i think learning to learning to to add value as someone who is paid is like a is a different thing to being a volunteer where the danger is you you end up learning how to be a volunteer (laughs) um which you know (laughs) is like really fun and enjoyable but is kind of a bit different (laughs) to 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 what what do you think the differences are like how do you feel like you get a better experience or do you feel like you get a better experience being a a laborer over a volunteer i think i think you get to learn more of a sense of your of your worth so i think you i I just think it's a great habit to get into to 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 be in the habit of like charging people for your work (laughs) um and um and i worry about like the sector as a whole when work that is that that should be paid for it you know gets done by people who 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 aren't being paid <laughs> uh, and and i think that 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 creates a a sector where where there's a very broad base of people who dabble who sort of like are uh able to sort of come to a building site and and kind of be involved and that it's very hard to then like make the step from being someone who's a sort of like yeah a a volunteer or a dabbler (laughs) to being someone who to to being able to make that like a a stable job that you can build a life on and and so yeah yeah i think it's a great habit to get into anyway to to charge for your work (laughs) so you've also done the prince's foundation why don't you tell us a little bit about that and i i guess one of the the important factors about the the sort of training opportunities is is whether uh you were paid um so do you want to talk about what the the prince's foundation was like for that so yeah one of the great things about the prince's foundation uh is that it's a year-long training 
well actually usually it's nine months but in in my case it was a year-long training program and it's and it's paid like you get paid a, a sort of educational bursary uh which is about a thousand pounds a month and then there's they also provide your sort of living like somewhere for you to live and um other other bits and bobs as well so it's it's something that makes it much more accessible there's there's other reasons why perhaps it's not accessible to everyone for for instance you do have to kind of move around the country quite a lot but um the uh yeah but in that sense of being paid it's it, it it's great and it's it's a fantastic situation to be in to be to be paid and to be building real buildings that are going to be used but also to know that you are able to focus on your learning and it's not a completely commercial environment where you just got to get it done it's yeah it, it really gives you the space to to be more considered about learning uh and about thinking through yeah how you're learning and what you're learning so that yeah that's great and i was also lucky really lucky to be on in a group where one one of the people in the group is an earth builder and he so he's from india uh, sorab okay uh, have you come across Sorab? No, I don't think so. He, um, well, he's fantastic. Shout out to Sorab if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he, um, uh, he has spoken at like ebook, uh, ebooky events. Oh, did he talk last year? Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, I think he might have been the the highlight. My, he did I, I could totally imagine that he does year. really like fantastic presentations where everything is kind of hand drawn and uh yeah yes like that really was it and the, the you sculpt the cob and the cob sculpts you <laughs> right <laughs> um i think was the uh the message yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh so i was really lucky to be like he was he was one of the learners uh in my group as well so um and he uh has got uh, like a tremendous amount of experience because he uh is from india and so has spent uh 10 years or so kind of um uh working all over india in different um villages and often kind of yeah quite remote places um uh on um earth buildings um and so yeah probably has sort of like <laughs> like unrivaled experience from anyone in the UK in in many ways and um so uh yeah i think that you know that probably highlights one of the points of um about training is that the the other people that you're training with are really really important as well and you you learn a a huge amount from uh from one another um and uh so yeah it was it was always great like when we um were doing stuff to do with earth building that Zora brought all of his experience and had like 
yeah sometimes different ways of doing things sometimes same way you know similar ways of doing things but um uh yeah it 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 made for some yeah great conversations and some some like really really enhanced the learning yeah okay so so on the on the course um well i know princess foundation is you know building and then going off and, and working with uh craftspeople sort of on your own mm. but on the the actual sort of course side of it was it uh were you were you led by a, an expert or was it sort of self-discovery or were you you know how how sort of free were you to sort of make your own mistakes or were you just sort of told what to do um so so most of what i was doing when i was on the princess foundation course was uh was timber framing um and uh so um we had these three different builds and uh yeah and and there was a a slightly different degree of how much we were led and how much we uh were sort of self-led in those those three buildings um but so yeah a bit of a, a bit of a mixture of the two um when it came to the earth building I guess like once you start a big cob wall, it is quite repetitive. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so we 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 were led. I think um, Alex during that period he was coming up kind of like uh, two or three days a week, and then we were also kind of getting on with stuff a bit in between. The time that he he was there he he led us i suppose but also um kind of I, I don't know his style is is also very much about like creating the space for other people to contribute and other people to 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 um uh to be thinking about things and uh, as well and did that work well for you that, that sort of learning style yeah definitely um yeah uh and what is about it that you like um well the thing about cob well so we were doing clay dubbins and um which is uh a, a style of cob building where you have kind of thinner layers of cob with layers of straw in between and the layers of straw act as, as a sort of mesh which um uh makes the um which strengthens the wall and allows you to build faster uh higher quicker uh without waiting for for um it to dry so um lost my train of thought a bit there <laughs> what was your question Jeff? Uh, i was asking you whether the, the sort of whether the, the sort of style of learning there was uh, was good for you and what what you liked about it yeah um well, what I liked about it particularly was because there was um, there was Alex and there was Saurabh there, and then uh, I, you know, was really really interested in it, but without a, a huge amount of kind of uh, prior knowledge. I would like whilst we were building, there was a lot of time just for sort of conversation, and um, so I felt like. I could just ask loads and loads of questions and um uh the the conversation could be kind of not just sort of 
you know learner asks the question and then teacher tells the answer but like much more conversational so like you know a question would lead to like an answer which would lead to another answer which would lead to other like questions and it was you know just going in lots of directions so um so that was yeah that was really great that was what worked really well for me yeah and then we did as well as um building the uh as well as building the 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 cob wall um we also um we kind of worked a bit faster than we were anticipating so we had a bit of time a, a few days left at the end so we did a few days of um kind of experimenting with looking at different plasters um and uh doing some sort of like earth floor samples and um talking about some of those other kind of um techniques and, and things as well and uh oh and we did some we made we made uh some adobe bricks as well and and we used those for the top part of the wall um which was less kind of accessible for the cob so um yeah so it would it was good to sort of branch out and get a, quite a range of different um methods in there as well but also you know that um kind of looking at those different techniques also kind of highlights quite a lot of different similarities between them and and how it's it's about um uh you know you almost sort of stop thinking about things in terms of like the product of like plaster or like um like bricks or like you know all these we we have very much like a tendency to like categorize things as different products um but when it comes to 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 earth it's it's not quite like that it's, it's more of a spectrum of different kinds of uh earth and different kind of kinds of of mixes and uh and uh, like um I guess I want to be like, you know, um, have you watched the Lego movie? I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where like there's the like master builders who could just like switch up things and like make anything out of anything. And I want to be like that with Earth. <laughs> like, I, can, I can turn up as a site and all there is is a pile of mud and I'll be like, right. And then we switch it up and it's, now it's a floor, now it's a wall. Now... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? i love it yes i know exactly what you mean <laughs> that's ace um so the so the next part of the princess foundation when you were heading out on placements uh can you describe sort of how that that worked and, and where you went mm, yeah so um when i usually i think there's more of a uh placements element for my um program we just did six weeks of placements um so not not that much um uh, 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 as a proportion of the overall program but uh i did some great placements so i did um i did a week with uh with becky little um who's a, a scottish uh, scotland based um earth builder um who does some fantastic work and uh we were working that week on a 
um, on a mill uh, in the Cairngorms, uh, which had like a, a very old mill, I can't remember exactly when from, but it was being turned into somewhere which people could visit. And um, so it had a, a, a beaten earth floor. Um, and that was really interesting work because it was like trying to investigate kind of what that was composed of and repair the sections which had sort of been hollowed out and um, make that sort of safe for people to visit. So that was that was really um, interesting week and uh, and also like great in terms of learning because it's most of the time it's just Becky and I working together and so you just have like someone with all this experience and you're one-to-one -one with them for a week and you're again you're like doing a particular task but it's the kind of task that once you start it it's like you're doing the same thing uh over and over again so it just leaves this space for like for conversation and uh for like yeah a, a huge amount of like brain picking <laughs> uh and uh yeah, so it's a, a, another great experience just to like spend a week with with someone who, with all of that knowledge and 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 part of the conversation is about like uh, methods and techniques and things like that, but most of it is more about philosophy or like you know the the but like philosophy as it applies to maths. <laughs> There's a um, lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what do you think, uh, well, what have been the highlights of your, your training? Um, oh, well, I feel like I've just rattled through them all, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like I just, I think there's some really, really excellent people in this world, <laughs> in this natural building world. Um, and, um, yeah. And, and so, um, uh, yeah, I th I th just like the chance to work alongside some of them uh, um, has been fantastic. It, it's fantastic, um, and uh, yeah, um, I think um, yeah, I think it's the 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 conversations that we have. Um, it's funny actually when um, when I was doing that uh stuff with um alex uh for the princess foundation um you, was when you were just starting okay. the podcast and you did the one with um with emma uh and we we did some work with emma as well um as part of the princess foundation uh like looking at her hundred ways and uh and, and stuff and so alex alex came in um one morning uh, I was like, okay, I've just been listening to this podcast and now we're all going to stretch and we're all going to do all this. And I was like, brilliant. This is great. This is what it's all about. <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful <laughs> um, to hear. <laughs> so, um, and I love that. You know, I love that about um, earth building and about natural building uh, is where people are like, uh driven not just to like create beautiful buildings but also to create like 
fantastic building sites where like people are um like yeah engaging with one another um in a in a way like and collaborating with one another uh so like to treat to treat building as a as a craft rather than like bashing yeah. something together uh and and to create treat it as a craft and as a as a collective activity it's yeah it's fantastic great um okay so uh why don't you tell me about uh maybe some of the obstacles you face we'll be back after a quick break hey there i'm mick from the mick and pat show that's right and i'm pat looking for a podcast that's like catching up with old friends well you're in luck we're here to bring you weekly doses of lifestyle commentary discuss culture and politics and top it off with the occasional beer and film reviews but it's not just about us we're a community our listeners are our kin and we let you all have a say in what we discuss so saddle up and join the conversation at the Mick and Pat show. You can check out our website or find us wherever you get your podcasts. It's hard to get to the point. Like it feels like you'd have to know quite a lot to be confident about saying, yes, we could build this out of this earth, you know? And so um, I... I don't know exactly what the steps are for me to get from being like I've done this earth building and it was great to being like uh you know whatever you want to do I can do it <laughs> or or uh, um yeah I suppose I suppose what I'm talking about is career progression. It's hard to know how to like advance my capabilities in earth building. Like it's really that it feels like there's lots of opportunities for like entry level kind of getting involved with earth building. And there's a few earth you know there's a few people in in the UK who have a lot of expertise in earth building and and I feel like I'm kind of a bit further than the entry level but I'm not like a an expert either it's that intermediate level stuff I suppose is what I feel like is is perhaps a bit lacking um so yeah what might the program look like that gets you from you know where where you are sort of past the past the beginner to the that that stage that you you want to be at well there's there's maybe two sides to what i think is needed so one is um is a bit more of a like technical side uh of like if i'm gonna like use earth in a building i i want to know like i want to be able to to look at it rigorously and say like this is how this earth behaves this is what its composition is and like the kind of tests that i know how to do that we're you know that everyone's sort of taught on the uh introductory courses and stuff is all you know the the jam jar tests and the ribbon tests and the shrink tests and all, all of that sort of thing it's it doesn't really feel rigorous enough to actually want to just go 
to a site and do some of those tests and be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, uh, so my, my my brain wants something a bit that's a bit more um, kind of hard and fast to be able to say like we did this test and these are the numbers that came out and because it's over this threshold then we can do this kind of uh, thing and so that's more of perhaps of like an academic or like technical kind of training and so I want I'm definitely like on the lookout for that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then the other side is just more of a like range of practical experience so like a range of different kinds of um building sites that are using uh um and uh and i suppose i i i could probably like find some of that like if i really focused on doing uh but because i do timber framing as well and that's kind of like my my main thing i suppose and i feel confident about that and i i know what i'm doing and therefore i'm probably also worth more more financially um uh doing doing that that that's what i've sort of gravitated towards um and i think i suppose with with timber framing it also yeah it just it feels like there's more clear path for kind of career progression in that um uh and so yeah so in in terms of earth building i i i i really love incorporating it what in what i do but to be able to do that more confidently i i need more i mean need more on the ground experience and i also need more technical training i think Okay, so final one, uh, final question is, um, if you were going to do it all again, uh, knowing what you know now, I guess, uh, what would you do differently? If I was going to do what all again? Learn? Sort of go go through the training, go through the training process and, you know, kind of get to where you are or maybe get to where you you aspire to be. I don't see a lot of other options <laughs> at the moment. Uh as a, you know, if there if there if there was a kind of an apprenticeship in earth building or you know, if there was if there was something that was what I've described in terms of like rigorous on the technical side and broad on the experience side. If there was like a program that someone had created and it was like uh and it looked really great then i then, then that would be great you know then that then that's what i would do um but as, as far as i know no such thing exists um and you know to to talk about the 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 like you know to get to the sort of level where you could uh consider earth building to be your your main thing rather than like um your side hustle rather than something that you can incorporate uh into your work then i think it's it you're talking about like a program that like lasts for several years uh and 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 
yeah and goes into a lot of detail on the on the technical side and things and you know if such a thing has existed had existed um then then i would have signed up for that like a shot like a few a few years ago when i was first getting into this stuff yeah maybe i still would you know? <laughs> maybe um, i would um uh, <laughs> like i guess the the payment thing comes up to in my mind again you know if that perfect thing existed would you be willing to pay for it would you still want to be paid would you think it'd be okay to be a trainee rate mm. yeah well the the great thing about the the prince's foundation thing is that it is that you're being paid and i think there's there's there is something that i like about that not just because you're being paid but but because of the way that you are then treated as someone that also has to you have to also produce something um and aside from the fact that you know it allows you to live <laughs> uh, uh i think i think being paid is also attractive for um for uh for that reason just because it changes your relationships uh to the, to the program and like the other way around if you are paying for something yeah there's like there's a different kind of relationship isn't it because then it's like more like education is a commodity um so yeah, you know, if there was if if there was some sort of like masters program where by you paid for it and you could get like a sort of a, an educational loan kind of thing for it, then yeah, maybe I'd consider it. But also on the other hand, it would probably just make me be more likely to to feel like well, I'm gonna concentrate on doing what i'm doing um and yeah i don't know <laughs> it's it's hard to to talk right really speculatively about something like that but yeah. uh why don't you start by telling me how long you have been uh training I would say in the biology of building was a lot of training because that is when I did my essay in natural finishes. Yeah, well, uh, let's start there. Um, so when when did you do your... 2013. 2013. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what was that that you did? So in, in English, would translate as biology of building. So it takes care of the construction with an holistic approach, so to make it environmentally friendly, but also a big focus in the relationship with the human being, uh, not only about the choice of materials, which was one of the most important things, but also the electromagnetic fields, um, the psychological effects of our built surroundings. Um, yeah, I just covered the whole thing that for building makes sense. It's common sense. And where was the where was that course? In Spain. It's actually from Germany, but there was a couple of Germans that translated to Spanish, and it's quite well known in Spain. Oh, is it in? Is it an online course or is it? A, yes, a, it's online with. Um, you get to meet and do some 
sessions in person as well, but most of it is online. And how, like, how was that as a, a way of learning? Well, for me, it was, it really opened my mind completely because although I've been working with construction all my professional time, but mm -hmm. because my previous career was architectural interior design, I always found that something was lacking or missing from what I've learned in the university. So after studying this master's, it was like very opening my mind to say, okay, this makes sense. And is it actually common sense? Why are we all not taking these basis, basics for building whatever we built? Yeah. So that was 2013. Did that make you sort of want to become uh, like working with Earth or working? What did happen? So I had to do like a final dissertation for the master's. So I chose because I was very fascinated about how the materials can make like a big effect of the constructions we live in, I decided to do my essay in natural finishes, so specializing in earth and lime finishes. So for me, in order to write that, <laughs> I realized that I was reading all the books, but uh, I had to get hands-on. So I quit my job and I spent a whole year just traveling and volunteering in different natural building and permaculture sites trying to kind of put in practice what I was learning and trying to understand better. And so I had the opportunity to learn and touch the materials, and I realized that I was very happy actually doing that part of it more than sitting down and then trying, yeah. So since then, it was a slow process, maybe because there's not really a direct way of how to to then this job professionally. So it took me a week of time. So I got back into designing because I couldn't see really like a route of how to actually <laughs> do this. You know, I saw it as a dream, but not as a as an easy way to get into. So I continued my design work and every chance I had, I would just go and get involved with people volunteer, go to workshops. Then what was very, very, very helpful was to be part of the Princess Foundation, Building Craft Apprenticeship, which you already done. <laughs> and that was a great opportunity to meet with master crafts in plastering because plastering is what I was enjoying the most. And I got to learn a lot from these people I met during the program, and I'm still working with them these days. It separated my route from the earth because I'm not doing as much earth as I'd like to do. I'm doing lots of lime work and gypsum, but I still feel like I'm learning loads and I value all the training I'm still receiving in my day-to-day -day work. So, yeah, and still when I have time off, I go and travel and I still get involved with some <laughs> stuff and volunteer or organize a workshop in the other end of the world or do something creative with it. What was it that got you into, why, why did you do your the course, uh, the initial course? Um, 
in Spain? The biology mm. of building. Well, because having my background in construction already, but from the designing point of view, I kind of had that crisis, no? A bit of like the way of construction is done, you know? Just didn't feel right. I just felt like something could be done better. And I did a volunteer in a small strawberry construction in Bristol. That was maybe 2012. And and I was like, oh, that's completely new, you know, and I have no idea about this. No one told me about any of these materials in university. So it was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, so, and then, um, so I just started finding some information. I met someone that did the course and I decided to join in and and it was all new things to learn, but at the same time, it just felt they were all very common sense. And I was just surprising that general public doesn't have the awareness of all the dangers of the way we build yeah. today. Uh, how, how long did it go on for? For two years and a half. Two and a half years. And yes, uh, did you pay for that? Yes, this one I had to pay. It was a way cheaper than any master mm. by that time. Maybe it was 3000 a year or something like this. So it wasn't a crazy fee. Uh, and then was that uh, full-time, five days a week all day, or was it...? No, it was part-time. And we had weekly meetings. We had... Uh, so all the material was sent to us. Then we had to do exercises, send it uh, some... It was kind of doing it on your own time, but every month we'll be dealing with a subject. So it was 25 subjects to to deal, and every month we were treating a subject, would be a specialist in the kind of Zoom meetings. Um, you'll have group discussions during that whole month, once a week, um, exercises that your tutor would go through. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. And did you... Did you find that uh, like a good way of learning? Uh... So the lack, what I really lacked in that course, it was having more practical experience. It was more addressed for academics or technical people, which I was at that right moment, you know. So for me, I kind of did that course thinking that I'd be changing to eco-interior designer, you know. But I just had a twist in my life and after getting to know more about the materials and realizing that that was a way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so you got a master's from that course, yeah? Yes. Great. Okay. Um, so that's certified. So next you went and did, so it was volunteering from, from then, is that? Yeah, so I did, because I didn't have much money. So while I was doing the master's, just at the beginning, I quit my job. And then I started traveling and doing volunteering in places that I wouldn't have to pay, just to pay with my labor for food and accommodation. So I did it in Spain because actually I was like, why not? I explored my own country. And actually I spoke more English in Spain than sometimes in Bristol. <laughs> because, because uh, yeah, it was very international network, no, in woofing. And... So I got to work in different natural buildings. Mm, not all of them very, were very professional. Yeah. So some of them, people wouldn't know much what we were doing, but 
it was still a good play. <laughs> I well another big good project I went it was to Greece for a month mm-hmm. with that one was volunteering too. That that was um they have these dry stone buildings and it was like fix it all with earth. So earth and floor, earth and roof, earth and walls <laughs> and Tadelak bathroom. Lovely. So that one was very nice. And it was all local materials, grinding all the clay, everything. So that was very from scratch. Yeah. Sort of taught or just just working on that? You... So it was like a course volunteering thing, but it was good because... So in some places I went to do volunteering, sometimes it felt that you were doing the same thing all the time, so you didn't get to learn much. This one, I really enjoyed it because it was like kind of like an explanation and then we'll get to do it. So, and that's how I believe volunteering should be because you are there to really get a good understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it that way. Yes. Have you found that volunteering is not always like that? It depends the project. It really, really depends the project. So I guess it's just, you need, to know for who you're going to volunteer, but sometimes you just have no idea who does what. So, and that was me. I had no idea who was doing what. So I was just trying different places. Yeah. And then slowly you get to know who does what and who does it well. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're lucky, sometimes not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, sort of workshop. And, and things like that you said you've done so those. workshops i've done with ibukai mm-hmm. <laughs> when they do their clay fest that was always good experiences i did um Dadalart course in morocco that one well ibukai is paid that one is paid um okay well let's talk uh i mean a good example would be the ibuki i don't know how you say that <laughs> well if you don't know you're from this country you should know better than me. <laughs> i just don't know how you pronounce that um so uh those the courses that you did at clay fest like how yes. how long were they so you could choose so the courses run for a day but you could repeat the course over a week mm-hmm. or four days. So I think the workshops usually are four days, if I'm not wrong. And then if there's a subject that really interests you, you could do the same workshop the four consecutive days mm-hmm. because as in workshops and in construction, everything kind of moves forward forwards every day. So if you want to see the whole process or you want to keep improving what you want to do, um, for example, I did one year I did they have a decorative plaster work and I did that one maybe two days. Yeah. Because that was the one I was most interested. Then I did another one about don't remember the title, clay and fibers, experimentation type of mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> um so yeah, the courses run for a day, so you book for a day, but you can book for days if you like. If it sounds like by that point you probably had quite a lot of experience. Do you think that the mm-hmm. the courses were aimed at people that had never done anything or people that were a bit better? I guess it's for a very beginner and also 
intermediate that you started to do something, but you might have some questions. And and it's always good to be there and have a chat and discuss things. Yeah. I was learning when I was... Uh, so it was the right level for you. Yeah. And what was, uh, what was the, the best bit? I guess the chatting about Earth. <laughs> and I don't know, I guess that uh, as you get on and see someone doing things differently, it's like, oh, why are you doing this? So, you know, that's how you get to learn things. Mm-hmm. Um was there was there anything that didn't really work or mm, not that I can think of? I guess that with the courses I always want to carry on, <laughs> <laughs> have them longer. But no, well that's that's can't good. Think of. So so having longer courses, um, hmm. what what would that enable you to do? Well, I guess to complete things that you start. No, in a day you never accomplish anything. Well, maybe you do, but <laughs> it's just like it seems that if longer courses, you get to know more a process. Even if you do a plastering, it's not you will never start something and get it to a finish the next day. It's the same with a wall or what, whatever you do with construction. It just feels like whatever course that you do for a day is a taster. If you already know what you're doing, then you might go directly to see what things they do differently and try to understand them and get something out of it. But you won't be able to really get to know exactly how to do something from a one-day course. Okay, great. So, yeah, I believe courses should be long and even, if possible, like with a practical experience afterwards that you can just stay and play. Great. Okay. Uh, Yeah, was there any more sort of courses or, I guess, volunteering experiences that came before Princess Foundation? I'm thinking but just after Prince Foundation that I went to see Bill and Athena Steen. Okay. In Arizona. And that was a that one was a very, very good one. I bet. Because it was like a playground for me, you know, to be there with all <laughs> and they are lovely and I get to know you know, it's the people you go to volunteer and you go with your notebook, you know, and taking notes of So that was volunteering with Bill and Athena. Yeah, I went for uh, about a month. I was staying with them and just like doing like an internship with them. Fantastic. And how did that come about? Um, I met them in Ireland in their course, the Ebukai course, doing their decorative plaster work. And that's where I got to know them. And then I emailed them and in a way kind of self-inviting myself, like asking, like, would that be a possibility? I'd love to. And yeah, it was a great experience to be there with them. The place is amazing and and just the whole surroundings are very inspiring. Were you like cooking for yourself or were you sort of part of the family or? Yeah, yeah, it was part of the family completely. Great. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I it was only me and them. So lots of times uh, she would set me up for the work, which teach me but then it's like oh you know what you're doing you know she was like that's good you know you can do it <laughs> and then sometimes I was just doing it on my own if I had we'll chat about it and then I'll just do it but it was like a lab they have everything you want in there yeah to experiment so and do you feel like that was a, a really do you feel like you learned a lot from that experience yeah I've, I've learned a lot about um the different ways uh, she does the mixing for sculpting and because I really wanted to learn more about the decorative part of it. 
And also what I found there is they are very prepared, like very good setup for teaching. That's where I've seen it. It's like, yes, this is the place to learn. You know, like... What, what made it so good for, for teaching? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just everything was there prepared for you. You know, all the trays, benches to work on, walls to work on, you know, just for teaching and then lots of real bills to actually build and apply the skills. So because in workshops, usually you just do something, you do a panel, you do a sample, but then it's like, that's not the real life. Um, that's the problem with the courses that you do something for a day in a sample or for more days, but then that's not real life in, in a building site environment. So the good thing of that is that you had all those facilities, that they had it very well prepared and organized, all the materials, all the workspaces, surfaces, shelters. But then also they had different projects to work on to actually apply that into buildings. Okay. So it was a good combo of practice and real real life. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Although it was still in the same site and it took, it was in their house, so it was not like a proper builder site, but still, you know, it's just like you are not doing a panel. You're going to work in that detail up there and you need to decide how you're going to approach it. And you know. uh, So would you say that was quite, um, it sounds like there was maybe a little bit of teaching and discussion, discussion. And then you were given quite a lot of time to to do it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. They would come, see me, guide me if it needs to. Sometimes we would work together. Sometimes I would work on my own. Um, yeah, it was very free-flowing, not super structured. You know, it was just them and me. So it was not like a big group to organize. Yeah. Um, and it, well, that sounds fantastic uh for a start yeah. <laughs> do you think is there any way that the the experience could have been better no i was so content with it great that's a really really <laughs> nice uh situation to be in yeah <laughs> um so are we are we at prince's foundation now or is that was that was just after prince foundation are we going back to prince foundation yeah do you want to talk about that yes yeah let's yeah yeah because that was like a life-changing moment yeah uh, how did it change your life? Well, because it's when I when I started the Prince Foundation, I I was self-employed and I was in a strange mix of working few days a week as an interior designer, helping an architect, and then few days a week working on site with some guys I met in Bristol that they were plasterers. So it was just like a, doing a bit of everything, but not fully. None of them, you know, and I wanted to focus more in the plastering bit. These guys I met, they were doing conventional plastering, but they were taking some small jobs with lime. And that's when they would call me. And sometimes I would just go and do the conventional multi-finish plastering just to actually get the tool skill set. So, yeah, it was in a kind of a moment that I didn't know <laughs> how I was going to make it work professionally to actually become a natural plasterer. And it was the Princess Foundation who really helped me to put me in that route. And since then, I'm 
full-time plasterer and not looking back. And I'm working in very exciting projects with very nice people. And every day is a learning day. Great. Um, <laughs> what was it about the Prince's Foundation that uh, attracted you to it? It was that pos possibility to actually be working with the materials all the time, because as I said, I was doing a bit of plastering here, a bit of plastering there, a bit of experimentation in my own time. Uh, I didn't really know how to get started, or I didn't really have the contacts, or I didn't know who was doing what or how old buildings really work because I haven't been in them taking them, scratching them and looking into, you know. <laughs> so so the the thing about the Princess Foundation was that you'd actually, you know, get get onto a multitude of, of different building, you know, sites and, and opportunities. Yeah, so it was the placements mostly. Although the whole program is very good, no? Like uh, the summer school where you get to learn a lot about uh, traditional architecture also you get to develop a bit your drawing skills um, you get to know and share with people with different backgrounds like from architecture to different crafts so there's a very good exchange there um, and then when you when I felt that I've learned lots it was during the placements you just get to know master crafts and working with them and they're just so knowledgeable and every day is a different task what you're doing everything what you do is different and it's still like this every day on site is different every way every day you do things never is the same and what that gives you at the end is like an understanding of what decisions or solutions I will find whenever I need to be responsible of making the decisions of, okay, that's how we're going to do it. And that's what it works. And actually in this occasion, we're going to do it that way, or we're going to change this a bit. You know, it's just like, it's just after experience and different experiences that you actually learn because every job is different. So it's just a general understanding. And with the placements, not only that you get to go to different places, you also get to work with different people that got to different conclusions and they have different ways of working. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I like this from this person. I like that. That works. That I think I like more this. You know, it's, it's a lot to learn and to take in a very short time. Yeah. But in my case, I kept working with the people I went on placement. So for me, that's also what it made it life-changing because before I didn't know them and now they are almost my family. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Who is it you're working with, by the way? So the person I'm mainly working on that I'm working these days is Philip Gages, who is a master plasterer. Okay. I also occasionally do some work with Joanna Welsh, okay, yeah. Bargeter. Yeah. And they are my two main contacts for working here. Mm -hmm. I did some work last summer, but that was out of 
Prince Foundation, but my earth contacts, <laughs> my only earth contact in the country so far is Rebecca. I worked with her last summer, but yeah, it just feels like it's a, like a, three people keep me busy enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like uh, one of the, the major things to come out of that course was actually just the, the contacts, the you know, yeah. meeting people that are doing this job and uh, and will will need people mm. to, to work with them. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, let's talk about, so how long was the, the Princess Foundation? The Princess Foundation is eight months, if I remember right. So it's not that long, but it's very intensively good. Mm -hmm. And the, the placement part is, is it three or four months? Yeah, about four months, I think, or five. <laughs> um, and it, it's paid? Yeah, if I think when I did it, it was £1,000 a month. And that was including your accommodation during the program. Because in the program, there's some time that you are in London, some time that you are in Scotland. But then during placements, you are just from one place to another. So I don't know if that changed now, but when I did it, it was like this and they would organize your accommodation yeah. during the placements. So your your £1,000 a month was, you didn't have to pay for accommodation, you just had to pay for food. Yeah, subsistence, driving around. Great. And how um, do you think you could have done that course if you weren't being paid? Saving in the same way I, I did lots of uh, saving. Well, I hope that not getting paid, but no. So when I did all my volunteering, I did it in a way that I could um, get the food and accommodation in exchange of my labor because or you have savings or you have lots, I don't know. Mm, but if you are not actively working, if you so you, if you don't have any income and you cannot be in work because you are doing some volunteering, you really need to have savings. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't always work, right? <laughs> so. It's a real barrier to to stopping people be able to do this. Um, yeah, it means that it's only people that. Uh, well, you found a particularly, you know, a very thrifty uh, way to to do it. Uh, but <laughs> it's, you know, the, the I guess the the trade off is that you you've got maybe not the best education, not the best training. You know, the people don't necessarily know mm. what they're doing. So the Prince Foundation is very good because uh, you are very well supported during all that time. Mm. And the program is very well-structured, well-planned, and the people involved, they are very good professionals. So yeah. it was very positive. So that was what really, really helped me to now be the plasterer that I am today. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, were, there, were there any issues with it, any problems, or any ways you could make it better? No, not that I can think of. Only uh, it'd be great if the program could be even longer. Mm -hmm. I guess in my case, it worked out okay because I finished the placements and I started working with the same person straight away. Yeah. But yeah, that was also lucky. 
and I felt everyone in the program was like, oh my God, now, now this is done. So yeah, it feels like you want it to last longer and make the most of it and continue learning. Well, we're not going to ask for more always, you know, we just need to be happy with what we get. <laughs> what was, what was like the, the highlight? It's just like the experience overall, maybe also the fact of the sharing this experience with another group of people that you are all doing the same thing. The life built was a very nice experience. You know, it was like being back in school, <laughs> feel very young again. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the life build was very nice because it was that team teamwork. And lots of exchange between the different crafts and getting to understand more about stone, about wood, that actually um, I'm not getting to do any of that work, but in the buildings where I'm working, I get to see lots of timber frame and lots of stonework. And then it kind of, you kind of understand more what they're doing. Is there any training that you'd like to do in the future? I'd like to go to Japan and learn more about the Japanese plastering. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I can think of right now. Uh, so what do you think over the, the course of the, your time training, what do you think, or have there been any surprises or any things that surprised you? As, I don't know. No. <laughs> No, no surprises. Okay. I guess that, not a surprise, but the only thing to say is that all the people I found in this journey has been great. You know, I just been all flowing very nicely. Um, so not a surprise, but it feels like almost like being in a magical path. <laughs> lovely i like that <laughs> um have you have you found there's any obstacles to to getting this learning um the obstacles were really at the beginning no but that i was like right i really want to do this they, that's how the wall should be built but yeah the obstacle was how to get started no i kind of went all the way around it i traveled the world i'm just found very random opportunities and finally it was kind of shaping my way but yeah there was obstacles because of course I was continue doing my design work and doing this sort of thing in my free time volunteering or going to workshops or just making a mess in the house so, yeah, there wasn't, the obstacle was really to get started. And I guess it just took me a few years and going and slowly finding that path until I kind of found myself in the path and say, okay, that feels good. I don't know where it's taking me, but it felt right. And do you mean uh, getting started in the learning or actually in the, you know, doing it as a job? Both things, because I didn't really found... So I guess the first time I found a good learning program, so I don't know which one, if it was first the Grains Teaser in France, that in Crater, when they do that event, like similar to a Ibukai, 
and the Ibukai, no, it was like the big, great events about earth building. And I was like, oh, I'm not alone, you know, there's lots of people here for the same thing, you know, and wow, you know, because it felt, it really felt I was quite alone in, in there, you know, like just doing my own thing and not really knowing much people doing it. Um, so yeah, I guess the obstacle is like finding slowly what is doing, who is doing things and what is a good place to learn, who's a good person to go and learn. But yeah, you need to start somewhere, no? So I started in some crappy places, <laughs> then eventually I got in better places. But it's part of the journey, I guess. And then, if you were if you were designing uh, a training program for for you, the next generation of of Earth Builders, what what do you think it would look like? I think definitely we'll need placements on site. So I guess like spending some time off site at the beginning, so you know to go through the basic to get to understand them. So once you arrive to site, you kind of no more or less what you're doing. So I guess some practical and theoretical training beforehand is important, but then going together with placements on building sites and spending months and doing different things and seeing different scenarios, even if it's the same thing, even if you're doing adobes, but being in more than one building site because probably the shapes or, I don't know, might be different ways to approach things and if possible with funded placements with funded placements <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and then i think my my final question is um like what's your what's been your biggest achievement just i guess day a day is like a, as, as well as a learning is an achievement <laughs> every day i don't have like a one big achievement i've been involved in very good projects and I've been very happy with the results of the different ones. I can say this one is better than the other, but that's why I guess every day is an achievement. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to, to say? That's all I've got to, to ask. Well, the only thing, if anyone is considering if taking this route or not, just to follow their hearts, because when I decided to take the decision, it didn't seem that there was anything for me there. My family was not supporting or people were saying, "What? yeah, that's fun, but you're not going to live from it, you know, and I'm doing it and I'm very happy doing it. So just encouraging <laughs> people to actually help to make our construction environment nice <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> 
With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Thank you both so much to Kit and Anna for giving their time and discussing just so openly and honestly about what was good and what wasn't. I'll save the discussion on the content for the end of the next episode. Um, So roll straight into the next episode and hear two more trainees' experiences. Just a quick note to say that if you are new here, make sure you subscribe and check out the other episodes. There are lots of earth building related topics, clay plastering in Japan, uh, a chat with Becky Little of EBUKI. And also, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to show some support, then head to the Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash building sustainability. Uh, I've made the support option as cheap as buy me a cup of tea. Um, and it really does make the world a difference to me as I've reduced my paid working week to produce this podcast uh, and it would be wonderful not to be too far out of pocket but you know times are tight and I understand until next time see you bye